Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tee to Green podcast. We are right after the PGA Championship here on Sunday night. Uh, we couldn't wait till our show next Saturday to talk about Phil Mickelson and the historic moment. Uh, Brian Coziel and Kevin Sylvester here. Thanks for joining us. Um, Kevin, what a historic moment we witnessed. I mean, so many cool scenes. Uh, the course, the crowd, we'll, we'll, we'll get into those things. But just Phil himself, we were on Saturday discussing, could he pull this off two rounds the mental grind that it takes, the physical grind that it takes, and uh, good for him. He figured out a way to get it done. Uh, it was incredible, Brian. I mean, this is uh, one of those moments uh, in golf that we won't uh, won't forget. Um, it's just, just absolutely incredible. You know, play the greats, the icons of the game, um, you know, put their stamp on something. And Jack Nicholas, I mean, for 18 majors, but we all – uh, 86. Everybody talks about 86 at the Masters when he's 46 years old, winning that as the top majors moment. Uh, Tiger Woods, we could argue his first ma- Masters victory in 97, or we could argue uh, the last one they won in 2019. Like, which one uh, was the moment of all the great moments uh, that he certainly had, or Valhalla against Bob May? But I would say it was bookend Masters for Tiger, right? Yeah. His moment. Um, boy, Phil Mickelson. You can go to that first one at the Masters, but this this eclipses, doesn't it? I mean, this eclipses it. He became the oldest player to win a major championship and to do it against Kepka, right, in his group, who came charging at the end there to fight off all the demons of the past and uh, even the focus. Uh, and you can see, right, where he was uh, really resetting himself for the focus and played smart too, right, which – which was Phil's not known for <laughs> not known for doing right uh, is all risk reward it used to be for Phil Nicholson, but it was just an incredible moment. Brian. I'm trying to encapsulate the whole thing here in my opening comments, and I know I can't. I'm just so excited to, to see him win at nearly 51 years old. Yeah, I mean the excitement for the two of us that just love this game and and love golf, and and obviously we're here to talk to promote the game of golf. I mean, it is just it, it's just an incredible scenario to see play out. Um, what we had said about him going up against Kepka, like I'll, I'll be straight honest. I had my doubts. Kepka, we know is a grinder. He loves majors. He shows up big. He seems to just deflect like pressure. He doesn't even care about it. He, at least that's, you know, kind of the vibe that he throws off there. Um, even Louis Ustazen is a guy who I think is a guy that's doesn't get rattled. He seems fine. 
Uh, but it was Kepka and it was Ustazen who they would get close and then they'd fall back. The, the early swings, it was a boxing match, the front nine, the swings back and forth. Right away, the first hole, it flips. Mickelson comes in up one and then he's down one. And we're thinking, oh my God, it's not already here. Uh, but then it flips a couple holes later. And then there's another, the, the big moment where Phil holes out from the bunker. I mean, that was just an iconic moment. Vern Lundquist on the call made it even better. Like it was just, right. it, it was a great spot there. And then Kepka ends up bogeying. So it's another two shot swing. And then Phil just in the back nine figured out a way. And you said playing smart. He, other than one time where he just trickled that one into the water, uh, I thought was about as good as he could have been on the back nine. Though that reset, that focus, I mean, you could, that has been his conversation for these last weeks. You could see it playing out in front of our eyes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I say he played smart because he, he did at times, but other times he hit bombs, right? I mean, let's not lose a focus of that. All that work on creating club head speed he's done over the years, reshaping his body. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was funny. I, I was, I was talking to my neighbor about this because he's yelling over the fence. Hey, what are you? Doing? So uh, we were talking about it. I said, yeah, you know, you think for a guy at Phil's age, I mean, you know, he, he's the only thing he really needs is the U.S. Open. Although we can argue, does he really need it now? Um, uh, he certainly wants it. And uh, it's going to be cool to see him win at Tory. Um, and he's going to have five more cracks at it, yeah. uh, including Tory now with winning the PGA Championship. Um, but, you know, everything he's accomplished, you know, he could have said, okay, I'm good here, right, and, and prepare for Champions Tour, which he's won twice at. But he was preparing for this moment. He played Wells Fargo um, instead of playing in the uh, tradition uh, on the PGA Tour Champions, their first major of the year. Decided not to go win a major there. Decided to compete at a hard golf course to prepare himself for the PGA Championship. And he remember, he shot 62, but then faded, talked about focus, so what did he do? Uh, you mentioned it on the show on Saturday. He went on played like 45 holes a day just to keep his focus, uh, to work on it. Who does that, Brian? Only the greats, right? Only, only the ones that are different from everybody else. He's done it differently. He sees the game differently, uh, the way he plays short game shots, the way he's uh, approached this latter part of his career. Uh, can we say it's the latter part of his career? He's going he's gonna to keep competing, uh, and he's going to keep performing. Who knows? He might win another one. Just incredible. Yeah. The, the ability for him to physically change his body, it's gone over, you know, quite a bit over these last few years here. He obviously looks trim and fit. That's I'm sure a big piece of not only physically helping to compete with younger players, Kevin, but also let's face it too, mentally. Um, you know, I, I would, I'll use myself as an example. I know when my body feels sluggish, all of a sudden, I don't hit as good of a golf shot at times. And I'm wondering like, why is it? And I'm sure that there's a connection there. I'm sure everybody would say there's a connection there physically and mentally, like being on that same page. And Phil might have gotten himself in better shape. That also helps now his mental focus, all those pieces together that he's trying to get himself to be more of a complete player. And then you, of course, were right too. Like, let's not take away the fact that he, you know, he's trademarked the phrase hitting bombs. Like, there was a couple times in the back nine that he just pulled out a driver and just absolutely annihilated it there. He had that the, the one hole maybe halfway through the back nine where they said he had the longest drive of the, of the tournament back there. It was like 386 or 366. 366. 16. Yeah. Par I mean, five. That's, that's crazy on a par five. So, I mean, at that moment, that's a big tee shot with three plays, three holes to go. So uh, he's he had a, a complete weekend. 
I know we're watching it. We're thinking, are the wheels going to fall off? Because part of Phil's legacy, let's face it, is that he's found ways also not to win, sometimes in very agonizing fashion. You can go to any of the six maybe U.S. Open runner-ups, but probably the one that I'll remember the most is at Wingfoot. You know, he's going to 18 with a chance to win the U.S. Open. He fires it off the hospitality 10, and then Jeff Ogilvy slips in to win. But um, whether or not, you know, he needs a U.S. Open, you said it. He might not. But this is this moment to me, you said for Tiger, I, I look at it, the two Masters bookends. The one where he, in 97, he gets on the stage, he runs away with it, sets record, and then the one, the comeback in 2019. For Mickelson, it's, you know, it's the, uh, the moment where he finally gets the major because he had been stake bitten for so many years, leaping up in the air at the Masters, and now this one on the other end of it. Um, now he has his kind of bookend moments, kind of like Tiger does. Yeah, you know, um, what, what made, part of what made the moment cool was, and I know the gallery was not, uh, there were a lot of control there, right, uh, yeah. coming up. And that's part of what made it cool, though, and uh, a little unnerving, but it was kind of cool because it was Tiger-like, right? It reminded you of the 2018 Tour Championship when Tiger won, and they're all coming up at the Athletic Club there in Atlanta. Um, that was a kind of a cool, and Rory's running to get away from it. <laughs> um, it was kind of neat, and I was glad that they uh, got things under control around the green uh, for him uh, to finish things off. Uh, yeah, it's just to me, this is uh, th this is incredible. Uh, all those near misses, you know, this is was impressed impressed me was uh, coming down that stretch. You know, look at the guys who finished second. You've got a, a recent two time winner uh, of the PGA Championship in Brooks Kepka. And, uh, you know, the ultimate grinder was making that little charge at the end that he played head to head with uh, the guy who elevates his game in the majors. And you've got one of the best ball strikers, a guy that many regard to have the best swing in golf, Louis Oosthuizen. And you saw some of the, the shots that, that kept running out from Louis, right? It, it, it spoke to how difficult conditions were. And we saw it with Phil, that six iron. What, he hit it like three holes in a row, uh, it, it seemed, on um, uh, the par three. Was it 14 uh, when he hit the six iron? Uh, the uh, 16, he hit the six iron again. Then he hit it again on the 17th. So, uh, and he smoked them all. Right? They, just, yeah. they kept running off. But uh, to see his short game uh, come alive and the recoveries that he made on each of those, he bogeyed 14, uh, you know, just kind of tugged that putt a little bit there, but made a great shot from the back of the green. But let's talk about 17. All right. It ran back. It was in the garbage. And I just said to myself, Phil, just chip that on the green and get out of there with bogey. And, you know, and he did that. Yep. And that had to be hard to do. That had to be hard to do because he's probably thinking, well, I could probably flop this up there and get to run. But it wasn't the play. And he, and he made the right play. And he made the right play in 18. I'm just going to hit this cutter left. It's going to go in the gallery. That's mm -hmm. fine. Didn't try to take anything. I need after Kepka took on the right edge and hit an unbelievable shot. You know, Phil played it wise. And then, you know, I mean – the adrenaline he must have had on that approach shot um, from 159 with an iron iron from the rough with all those people around. He started chewing gum. That's supposed to relieve the stress there a little bit to get, get you going. I just can't imagine what was going through his mind. Brian, ninth hole on league night. I'm nervous. Yeah. Okay. I can't imagine uh, what he was feeling at well, that moment. I think, I think it's, it's, I'm sure that the calculations now, for players in these moments, they account for that adrenaline rush and that they may have to account for that in their yardage 
I'm, I'm sure they do. But Tom Watson's moment to win on the 18th at the Open Championship, he said he had one extra club maybe too much because he had the adrenaline going. He ended up going to the back of the green. Had he just hit the middle of the green and part, he would have won. And this moment wouldn't have happened of him being the oldest ever. It would have been Tom Watson. I think 56 was the age he would have won at. So 59. 59. 59. That's amazing. Yeah. So players now are aware of that. And he obviously had a ton of that going. And then when he hits the middle of the green and you know he's got it won there, I mean, at least he gets to enjoy the walk-up. That was pretty cool. Um, The crowd, though, I think that's a huge piece of this. We've obviously seen a lot of golf events over the last year and a half without crowd or extremely limited crowds. The fact that that was there, we know it's another sign towards normalcy in our lives, which is really cool. But a couple of Stanley Cup playoff games that I've seen where the crowd's been really into it, I I just, I am, why do we love sports? Well, a huge piece of it is the crowd and the reaction. And and that's how, you know, we gain really a lot of excitement about it. I'm so glad that there was a crowd there because that really made the moments. And I'm guessing for Phil, the support he got throughout the 18 holes from the galleries, I'm sure that helped carry him through and, uh, and kind of keep that focus and kind of push him forward. Well, I certainly had to give him energy. I mean, yeah. he certainly uh, fed off the energy. The fa- Everybody wanted to see him to win. Interesting, right? I mean, Kepka uh, played, <laughs> played the role of uh, a villain, right? He, yeah. he was the Joker to Batman uh, today uh, in there. Um, and, and not a role that we're used to seeing. Like, Kepka's a likable player. Fans, fans root for Brooks Kepka. They were not rooting for Brooks Kepka today. Uh, I think that was clear uh, with the gallery. They weren't openly rooting against him. They just were rooting for Phil. Yeah. And it was kind of cool <laughs> to see all the chants and, you know, the thumbs up Phil kept giving uh, everywhere. It was neat. It was neat to see uh, in major championship golf. And it's just one of those uh, moments. And, w- and what a golf course, right? I mean, just a, a major championship golf course, Kiowa. Uh, it lived up to its reputation, made things difficult and challenging. Uh, yet you had a lot of great golfers there, there contending at the end. I want to say this about age, Brian. Let's look at the, the last 12 months on the PGA Tour. Just look at the season, right? The super season. Yep. All right. 50 events. We have a 50-year-old winning the PGA Championship in 50 events in the super season. And that was preceded by, uh, let's go, Stuart Sink started off the season at age 47. He's since turned 48 and won again. Garcia won Sanderson Farms at age 41. Brian Gay turned 49 in December. He won at age 48 uh, in November at, at Bermuda. And there's one more that I'm – oh, Matt Jones won the Honda Classic. He's 41 years of age. You have all these players over the age of 40 winning on the PGA Tour. Uh, it says to me that they've taken care of their bodies, fitness. Um, you know, the advances in equipment help them keep up with uh, the, the young bucks. But it also tells me experience and execution matters on the PGA tour. It's not just mashing it anymore. And a, uh, a mid forties quarterback won the Super Bowl in Tom Brady who takes care of his body and does what it takes for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's true. I mean, there's some luck involved in there to avoid serious injuries and, yeah. and to avoid, you know, Phil, yeah, it's also interesting. Phil's never had the, the injuries that like tigers had. Right. Yep. And he's a, he's been a free swinger. Uh, you know, left hand Bubba Watson kind of say, oh, I wonder if there's something with the left handers where we don't typically see that as much as we do with the right handers. But he just a thought. Yeah. Phil has not put a lot of 
torque pressure on his back and his swing over his career. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, you hear knee problems, Kepka, um, Jason Day, Dustin, back, Dustin uh, Johnson with a knee, Tiger, of course, with everything. So, I mean, it, you know, Phil has found a way for sure, as you said, to uh, to kind of get through this. Well, right, I think part of that, too, is is talent. Like, like, let's not forget Phil uh, and John Daly are two of the most talented golfers we've seen. And we could throw a bubble in as far as talent. But I'm just saying, like, natural ability, uh, Phil's probably – I think we could make the argument he's, he's the most naturally gifted golfer ever in yep. history. Uh, not to say he hasn't worked at it. But he just has this gift where Tiger has worked, right? I mean, he has this mental gift, but he's worked at it and worked at everything. And a lot along with these other players, Dustin Johnson's a gifted player, but Phil's won so much more. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm safe. I'm comfortable making that argument, at least in the golfers I've seen, the generation I've watched in person, Phil most gifted. Let's, uh, let's just finish here. I know a lot of people were saying about how does this compare to Jack? 86 at the masters when he won at age 46. Um, I, I use the reference. It was a boxing match early um, that tournament. I was just a little bit too young to remember. I've seen highlights, of course, read a ton about it. There were so many big names in that masters and Jack came back, right? I mean, it, this was more Mickelson yes. grinding back and forth through able to kind of stay on the top of the mountain, right? Where Nicholas was really coming from behind had others fall back and he makes a late charge to get, to get it done. So, um, you know, that's I, what made it, that's yeah. what made it that, that back nine charge at Augusta. Right. I mean, uh, to do that. And you, you, you want to say it came out of nowhere, but it's like, Oh, there's all of a sudden here comes the greatest ever in Jack Nicholas, uh, to do it where Phil had the lead. Like I think it's so, so much uh, more difficult to play with that lead when you're trying to, uh, make history and, the whole world is watching and you got drones flying around you. <laughs> Jack didn't have drones flying around him. Yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it, made, it gave us some incredible views of the, of the coastline and the course, by the way, I looked up tonight on the Kiowa Island resort golf course website. You can go to play the ocean course. They have a tea time available, Kevin Saturday on the 29th of May for $463. Uh, what time is it at? Uh, I, I, there were, I didn't click on the actual times. I just wanted to see what was available. So the fourth, my guess is it's taken now. It could be, it could be taken, but it was open for four. They said they're going to open it back up for play uh, starting next Saturday. So, you know, and it, so here's the interesting thing. Um, that's awesome. That's one of the great, you know, one of the great things about Kiowa, you can go play it. I had a buddy played a month ago. He said it was, it was amazing. Grandstands were up. He said it was, he goes, I plunked it off the 18 grandstands. Uh, you know, and like that's the play, yeah. um, <laughs> especially if it's windy. But uh, yeah, to be able to go and play that golf course, I mean, Torrey Pines, where the next major is going to be the U.S. Open, you can play that golf course too. Uh, it's an amazing track. I've walked it several times for the Farmers Insurance Open. And, and Phil it will be a hometown favorite there to win at Torrey Pines. Um, I'm going to get my early pick in John Rahm. But anyway, let me just say this I'd be interested to see Phil's schedule now what he's going to play to prep for Torrey Pines. Cause you have the Charles Schwab uh, challenge coming up next week. He probably won't play that at colonial. And then following that you have Memorial Jack. I mean, you got to go to Jack's tournament. I would expect to see him uh, at Memorial uh, to play that event. Then after that, 
He always likes playing the week before the U.S. Open, right? Phil always plays the week before. I say always. He did not last week. Um, usually plays the week before major. It'll be interesting to see if he goes to play the Congaree Club in the Palmetto Championship in South Carolina where he just won before, uh, prior to playing Tory. My guess is he plays Memorial, does not play in South Carolina, and plays the U.S. Open. I agree. I think that'll be his schedule going forward. And then um, he'll be in his hometown there, San Diego, looking to get a win. Torrey Pines, we're less than a month away from the um, from the next major, so it should be fun. But a lot of excitement, obviously, uh, this weekend with Phil. And uh, I know Kevin and I really enjoyed it. So uh, we appreciate you being with you. Kevin, that was fun. Let's hope we get some, Absolutely. More, some more good drama in the, open, the U.S. Open here uh, in a few weeks from now. Hey, golf is great, right? I mean, th- this is one of those moments, even – even the non-hardcore golf fans, uh, people follow the game like us, were watching today and paying attention. Yeah, truly a, a win for the ages as uh, Mickelson at, age <laughs> at 50 gets it done. Thanks for listening here. T to Green, of course, every Saturday on WGR from 7 to 8. You can check out our website, t2green.golf. For Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time right here on T to Green. 